You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. Good evening and welcome to B-Side. I'm your host, Rachel Bastid. Continuity is one thing that can be hard to find in New York's music scene. Bands change members, rewrite band names like it's an iOS update, and all too frequently succumb to the lure of a more conventional career. Tonight on B-Side, we bring you Monogold, a band with staying power that often eludes the best musical lineups of our borough. Their discography presents a wide range of feels and textures, but are united in their common ability to rock your face off. Stick around for an hour of music and convo on tonight's B-Side. Uh, do you guys want to start by introducing yourselves, members of the band? Sure. This is Michael Andrew Filotico on bass, <laughs> yeah. Jared William Apuzo on the drums, and Nicholas Saucier Dubé on the guitar. Merci. I'm Keith. That's Keith Thomas, Thomas Kelly. Keith Thomas Kelly. Keith Thomas Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and how, you know, how did you guys all get together and what's the kind of genesis of, of Monogold? Jared and I met at SUNY Purchase. Ah, Likewise, yes. alumni from uh, SUNY alum. Purchase. Yes. yes. Uh, he was in the, the music department. I was uh, wasting all my money on a painting degree. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. And so you guys started playing together in college? Yes. And then how did the other two come along? Well, uh, Keith and I worked together at Galapagos Art Space. I mopped the floors there and barbacked. When it was in Dumbo? No, the first one in Williamsburg. Oh, yeah, yeah, on North Sixth, okay. back in like 2006. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Keith was bartender, and he was in this really cool band that I liked. And then they eventually kicked out two of the people in the band, and then I got to be the bassist. Oh. And then, strangely enough, actually, Nick, when it became Public Assembly, that's that's when Nick Nick started working yeah. there, and that's where we met Nick. So Monogold has existed with that proper name since you purchase? No. Uh, it was a culmination of different names and different people and different dramas. Um, uh-huh. But <laughs> yeah, since since Mike really has it been Monogold properly with like a, I guess our first real record, which was the Self Disclose. Where did the name come from? There was this uh, this artist in like the late '50s, early '60s, named uh, Eve Klein, and uh, he kind of is the person responsible for photo montage. Okay. in sort of a real sneaky way. He did it and didn't tell anybody, but uh, he hated his clients and he hated the bourgeoisie 
So he said, give me all of your gold jewelry. I'll melt it into tempera. I'll paint you a gold painting with it. But instead, he kept all that jewelry, fled the country, and sold them gold leaf paintings called Monogolds. So he's just a thief. But it was an amazing thief, talented thief. Inspirational thief. Yes, so we thefted it from his inspiration and stole it back from him. Fantastic. That's the name, yeah. And you guys are all New Yorkers. What boroughs? I was born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, raised in Staten Island. I was born in Queens. Queens. I was actually born in Maine, so. Oh, I moved here about 10 years. He's the new guy. He's the new, new guy. guy. New guy. Oh, that's all right. Jared, I'm where are you Westchester. From? Okay. So I'm like halfway. Okay. Weren't you born in Manhattan, though? Did I make that up? New Rochelle, actually. I think I made that up to like add to the. I thought you were born in the Bronx. I, 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 was, born <laughs> in the, I was born in the Bronx and in Staten Island. Okay, cool. And okay. in Westchester. He was born in all five boroughs. <laughs> yeah. It was a difficult labor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And Keith, are you primarily writing, or who's mostly writing the records and songs? Um, Is it group effort? Yeah, it, it kind of comes from all over the place. A lot of times, like I'll just have like very, very simple structures, and it'll get dismantled twenty different ways. And a lot of times, like for what I have, it'll change completely. You know, I had something that that I brought in yesterday that was completely different once Mike and Jared started playing on it. So yeah, it's hmm. kind of like. Like, I'll go shopping for the ingredients, but we'll all cook it together, I guess. What inspired that song? How old is that song? Is that a new one? Very new. I think that's probably... Baby Food? No, no it's newer, newer than that. Oh. We're writing another record again. The first one was from Baby Food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those feelers. Mm -hmm. Which actually we're animating a music video for right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys doing the art yourself? Yeah. yeah. And are you still practicing art? I mean, are you painting still and all of that? Yeah, um, I'm still doing paintings. Mike has been doing zines and illustrations, and he did cover for a couple bands. Yeah, yeah, we're still active in the, in the in fine the visual. arts world. Yeah. yeah, great. And are you guys touring every time you're making a new record? Is that usually the cycle? Because you guys have been kind of coming out with a record almost, or EP yeah, a year Yeah, it's been like a, a record a yeah. year. Yeah, for, I think in February, late February, we'll probably go down south. It's all excuse just to get to New Orleans, I think. <laughs> Is um, that where you guys like to go? That's your favorite city? Yeah, besides so, Brooklyn. Yeah, besides New York, it's definitely second favorite city. Would you live there? Would you guys relive? It's too there? hot for me, but I think that these guys could probably do I it. I could do it. I could do it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Any place that you could see like the heat moving, right? This is not for me. Right. What other cities do you guys like to tour in? I like Chicago. Chicago's, Chicago's cool. pretty fun. Yeah. I want to go back to Cincinnati. We played a really good show in Cincinnati one time. Uh, was it twentieth century theater? Twenty first right. century theater? Yeah, it's cool. We went on tour with Chapo. Okay. You know, it was like a room full of people who had no idea who we were, and they were dancing more than any crowd we've ever had in New York, so... Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I definitely want to go back to Cincinnati at some point. Midwest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any other cities where you guys have just found, like, an incredible music community outside of New York when you've toured besides that one? <coughs> On our last tour, actually, uh, 
one of the shows got canceled. We were in Detroit, and uh, I think Mike and Jared jumped on Facebook, and these kids, I don't know, they must have been like right out of high school, like they were having a house party in Chicago. Yeah, they were just like, absolutely, like come play at our house and play with these bands. And I mean, it still exists, and it's, it's awesome when you see it, you know, uh-huh. especially like at that young age when people are like still dismantling their house and, and throwing shows in it. Uh-huh. Um, so that was really cool, and we still keep in touch with a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of those come come down to like basement parties and stuff, and house parties. That's when you ac- actually see what like what's really going on. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. I liked uh, Valley of the Vapors. Where was that? Arkansas. Yeah. Hot Springs. Hot Springs. Yeah. Hot yeah. Springs, Arkansas. Yeah. That those was a pretty. That was a pretty weird little town. Yeah. Rural, rural yeah. colleges seem to do pretty well too. Oh yeah. Those kids have nothing else to do. Oh yeah. yeah. And really we, just paid, we just paid. We just paid Those kids went bananas. How about West Coast? Kind of West Coast is where we're trying to get out to next. LA. LA is like that's where our label is that just put out our record. <laughs> wow. In LA, okay. so that's that's it would just make sense that we go out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a hike. It's so. definitely a hike, especially if you guys are in a van. Yeah, the drive could, isn't the problem. It's getting the drive organized. That's really the you know uh, getting the all the shows tour on managing. The way that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've we've self tour managed and had other people do it for us. It's still, still all like a crapshoot. There's so many variables. Do you guys have any team at all, or have you been your own team this whole time in terms of like management or besides label? You guys have a label. We've pretty much had every piece of the puzzle at one point or another, but never really working at the exact same time where it was like that full, made the full push. You mm-hmm. know, like we've worked with booking agents, we've had managers. Unfortunately, somehow or other, in the end, it just winds up not working. I mean, there's, I can go down the list of reasons why. I mean, you work in the industry, you know how it can go with people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> humans are humans and things happen, so. You got a label. Label. We have a label, yeah. Label's yeah. pretty important. And yeah, someone paying helpful. for vinyl is kind of massive, so. Yeah. yeah. Vinyl. <laughs> yeah. No. I love yes. that. I love that vinyl. And our last EP was on cassette, and then this one is on vinyl. And I love that that's happening now. And then we'll go just... back to CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the tape, I like the tape coming back, too, because you could just throw it around. Yeah. Totally. Like, you can never really do a CD. And I was trying to explain to my little cousin what a record was. Uh-huh. Like she was like nine. She was like, I don't get it. It's just a big, like, black round CD. Uh-huh. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's kind of A little mean. trickier to operate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love that people are embracing that we all like to hold things. Yeah. And like, you know, we're like tactile creatures. So it's like we want to grab stuff and put it on a shelf. Yeah. And you can't really do that with, like, Relics. Stuff in the clouds, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. whatever that means. about how you guys have been putting out music like 
basically an album or an EP a year, right? For 10 years, I and mean, that's kind of been the rhythm. Uh, like, not what? quite that long. I yeah. think it's been like the it's last like, seven years. Yeah. And did you guys kind of take a break during that time, or? Touring and lots of stuff. M mixing what we thought was gonna be a full-length record, and then it turned out to, by the time we, f we finished it, we're like, Oh, we only like like six of these songs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's what became this bloom. Was uh, it was supposed to be a full length. I feel like you guys, your sound has changed and evolved throughout the years. I was just listening through today, and I noticed that you guys like one or two albums ago put more of a mellow record out that was like more acoustic and. Yeah, that was inspired by. Um, we got asked by Nylon to do a whole acoustic set which we've never done, and instead of like taking the songs that were already done and melding them into something different, like, let's just write a whole new record like that for it's that. Because we know yeah. so many musicians that do, that do so many cool things. Like uh, one of our friends, Elena, plays like a full-scale harp. Like you play, you know, the saxophone, and you play the piano, and you do this, and you do that. So it was just like, we're, we're all friends. Why don't we just make a record that involves all of those instruments. Did you feel like that process and like exercise kind of informed how you were writing the next record after that or do you feel like you want to go back to that? I don't want to go back to that. It's, it was hard. It, it, was mm. like, it was weird to do the most stripped down basic thing was actually really hard because like you don't rely on all your trickery of like you know effects and loops and pedals and stuff. It's just like pure songs. And then like having, having people add to that and like with organic instruments, you know, like flutes and stuff like that. It was weird. It was like very simplistically complicated, but in a very gratifying way. Yeah. Also, you know, sometimes getting three people to rehearsal is kind of difficult. You know, <laughs> right. all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, it went to right. seven. You know. <laughs> right. Um, imagine like Afrobeat bands. <laughs> I, can, I can't. I can't even imagine. Like eleven people Jeez. in a band. Yeah, we just we just played a, a college last week, and uh, there was like an Afrobeat band. And then what was that like? Forty-five people in that band. At least. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> there was like nine of them. That's a that's. I a had a really big bass cabinet though. That was fun to play out of. Let me borrow it. That's pretty good. Somewhat reluctantly, but. your vocals out of anywhere. <laughs> Thank They're you, so I think. Thanks. Yeah, so Nicholas, Yo. the quiet one over there. I'm gonna pick on you first. All right. So you're the newest member to join Monogold? Correct. Kind of looking forward. Keith and I have been really good friends. We've all been friends with all of them for a while. and They asked me and I was really stoked, so jumped on board. Do you guys generally like all have different influences or are you guys all kind of the same music fans of things or are there any bands that that Keith likes that Jared you just are like why how can you listen to this the Some, disparity sometimes in the in the tour van uh, they listen to things that I don't know how they listen to and like <laughs> I love Primus and I don't think any, but any of them do maybe Nick does I like nah. this. Keith does not like classic rock radio. <laughs> yeah. I don't so consider Primus classic, classic rock. rock. I don't like no, I know, but I'm just saying our differences. I think we get also like on the tour, we'll give each other like, all right, you can get one album of 
whatever that thing is that we don't necessarily like. But you know, you're taking eight hour drives, you gotta, there's compromises to be made. And it's, yeah. it's really all over the place. We'll be like listening to the Sundays, mm -hmm. which is like, she has like such a like pixie-ish, like beautiful like voice. Uh -huh. And then it's Converge. What's everybody's like, oh God, I know he's gonna play this, let's let him just play this. Get oh, him out of his system. Oh, well, like, I think we'd all have different ones. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe me would be guided by voices or something like that. Oh. They're not really big fans. <laughs> uh, no, I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys ever listening to hip hop or R and B or something? Yeah, it's definitely. Just, like, totally yeah. different. I like old old hip hop. I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm still listening to the new Tribe record like it just came out. So yeah, but see, that's okay. new old stuff. Yeah, that's true. About any like Michael Prince, any of the classics. Uh, oh. I guess we'll we'll probably hit some. A couple tracks here you and there. Michael Jackson Prince or Michael? Hmm? I do. Prince. It's the best bass. Prince or Michael? You guys uh, go Prince? Oh, was that the was that was that the question? A, Prince well, or Michael? No, no, we're just talking. I think I would go Michael. I get it. I think I go Prince. You're a guitar player. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going Michael. No. Depends on the mood. Really? You're that up go, the middle? I go either way. I mean, okay. Equally uh, amazing. Well, let's let's make a mood. Let's think about the mood. Embody the Prince mood and play the next song. <laughs> All right, release the doves. <laughs> Speaking of newness, uh, so what's on the horizon? You guys are hitting the road in February. <coughs> going, going south. Um, as far down as we can go. Yeah, probably skipping right. south by. <laughs> yeah. um, have you guys been going to south by? Yeah, we went like for like six times or something like that. Done. Increasingly impressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always feel so bad for bands. Yeah. Me too. They're just playing. So, they're so tired, and they're playing so much, and they're not getting paid. Yeah, the logistics of it yeah. is kind of wonky too. It's like, we all know what this is. It's a lot of bands, mm -hmm. and so it's like the logistics of it just don't really make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you can't drive your van within like a mile away your venue is. <laughs> like, oh. oh, really? Next year, do you guys have any plans and recording and all of that? Yeah, we might go up to his lake house in Maine, record the new record. Very nice. Hopefully, new new EP. We're playing all of it tonight. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, you heard it here first. Great. <laughs> and then when would that come out? I mean, are you guys going to just kind of continue on this kick of like... Yeah. We kind of have no choice. Tour. Yeah. I mean, we keep on writing, you know, we're just going to sit on 15 songs, you know. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, it's, so. it's always one of those things where it's like the newest thing is the best thing. Mm -hmm. Which I guess is, you know, it's exhausting, but it's, it's awesome. Because it's something to always look forward to and you kind of like keep striving towards something new that's better than what you did last, which yeah. I think that's it's good evolution. It's good for change, you know. Yeah, and do, do you feel like Brooklyn's kind of like indie music rock landscape is conducive to that right now? I mean, there's still a lot of bands, you know, there's still a lot of people to be inspired by, but I mean, in terms of being an artist, no. Yeah. New York is not conducive to being an artist anymore. Like, living in Williamsburg was, you know, you lived there because it was cheap. Mm -hmm. And that's why it became what it was, which is not what it is anymore, like by a long shot. 
What so, are some of your favorite neighborhoods that like you feel like an, a more kind of organic like underground scene is forming again? Well, we went just, we just went to Elsewhere the other night for the first time. Yeah. Have you been yet? No, I saw it before it opened, but I haven't been there for a show yet. It's amazing. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, we're it's we were awesome. hanging out with Rami. It was it was really fun. Yeah, he's 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 got the right idea. Yeah. Those are the you know the Glasslands guys. So it's like mm -hmm. they're they're coming with that like sense of community that kind of got bulldozed with condominiums. So. Mm -hmm. Community versus condos, I guess. Is. So you feel like it's really like thriving in Bushwick now, especially it, with the. It is, and I think there's like everyone's kind of open, like no one's genre specific. Everyone kind of melds in and out, you know. Like you'll see a lot of shows, you know, like the shows that you do, you know. It's just like it's, it's really eclectic and exciting, and I think people have like musically a much more open mind for like what they like. It's, it's mm -hmm. so broad, you know. Mm -hmm. You can have a bill with a lot of different, like multiple genres and everyone's stoked, you know? Yeah. Those are like growing up, you'd go see like Converge and Saves a Day and like the same bill. Right, right. Really? Yeah. yeah. Totally. What venues do you feel like so elsewhere, obviously a new venue that Popgun just opened in Bushwick? Uh, Alphaville, sorry. Alphaville, Sunnyvale. I really like Trent's Picos, and I feel like yeah. Trent's Picos is a really special space, and Secret Project Robot, and yeah. those spaces feel very communal to me. Mm, it's um, cool that they those are like really far out, you yeah. know. Yeah. So that's kind of the, I mean, the middle space right now is probably between the like Jefferson right. L <laughs> and yeah. Halsey L, hmm. and then things will probably yeah. change again in the next year or so. I, I live now. I live like next to Pratt. Mm. I've come full circle now. I'm like back at art school, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, and I'm seeing it over there now. I'm starting to see like all these like loft shows popping up, and so yeah, it's, it's popping up all over the place. Well, that will just about do it for tonight's B-Side, but before we go, I'd just like to give a huge thanks to Mono Gold for doing what they do here tonight and for keeping the party going all these years. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. Uh, to watch this and all past episodes of B-Side, head over to youtube.com slash bricktv and check out the podcast version on soundcloud.com slash b-side podcast. I'm Rachel Pasden, and it's been a pleasure rocking out with you this evening. Until next time, good night. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Alan Cole, Roe Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Moulet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio.